0: Uh, I want to share a little bit about, we speak about NCMI, we speak about the team going on team time, what does that mean, who are the NCMI team, what does that mean in terms of why is it important, why do we partner with them, and I want to share a few testimonies, I want to share a little bit of the, the teaching that has come through, and I, I mean we, we sat in for probably 6 hours a day for 5 days, so to try and condense that into something is is not possible, but What I hope that you get to see is the excitement that we share with what we've heard and there's something that has really just been dropped in our hearts and the only way that I can describe it is we've come back from this time and we are full and uh, there's many things that we have to process, many challenges that we have to go through, but I tell you this much, being a part of something bigger than us is such an incredible privilege. So today we're going to pray over two church plants. We're going to pray over a church plant called The Well. We're going to pray over a church plant called Equipped Church. We've got, I've got some prayer points from the guys. We're going to lift them up. We're going to contend for them during our time of worship because we want to pray on their behalf. I was walking t- into one of the, the sessions and we had just had coffee and there's this gentleman from Zimbabwe approached me and I can't remember his name, but he looks at me and says, You're Nick from Adventure Church. <laughs> You're <heart>. right. <laughs> He says, you're Nick from Adventure Church. I said, yes, I am. He says, we've been contending for you guys for your venue. So never met the guy. He says, we, 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 we stumbled across your social media posts and we saw that you guys are praying for a venue. We as a church have been holding prayer meetings to pray for your venue. How is it that you randomly have this guy that happens to be in the same place and he comes up and he says, actually, we as a church have been investing into you guys as a church. We've never met them before. So we, we want to be a people who invest in other churches as well. And, and that's the purpose of what we do. In, she didn't make a note of this. So I'm, I'm 99% sure I'm in the right place here. But I'm um, going open, open our Bibles. Um, Philippians 1 from verse 3 says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So we talk about partnering with NCMI. And NCMI is not an organization, it's not a movement, it's not a denomination. It's an apostolic prophetic team. Now where does that come from? And I can go through scriptures. I'm not going to go through all of it, but I've got scriptural references if anyone wants to ask me about that. But basically what it is, it's an apostolic prophetic team with recognized Ephesians 4 gifts. Ephesians 4 gifts are the fivefold gifting, prophets, uh, apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist. So it's people who are recognized with these gifts, and there's a team of them who, the focus is getting back to understanding the biblical outworking of function within the church. And we're going through a series of acts, and we'll start seeing more of the outworking of this. But what do we see from this team in scriptures? They're the people that appoint Elders, So the, the, the elders don't appoint elders, but the apostles come in and appoint elders. So they get recognized within the church. We, 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 we then say, these are people that we feel, and the apostolic team come in and they spend time with the guys. And they, and they see the call of God in their life. Are you called to eldership? Are you called to eldership in this church? They start to ask questions. They start to have relationship. And then they come, if they believe as well, they lay hands and there's an ordination, an impartation that takes place. So that's the purpose of the apostolic team is they come in. They come and bring perspective. So churches, there are no NCMI churches. So churches are not NCMI. NCMI is an apostolic prophetic team. The reason it has a name is because under legislation, they had to have a name in order to open a bank account. So they're called New Covenant Ministries International. New Covenant is the outworking of the church in the New Testament. New Covenant Ministry, obviously, that's because that's what they do. And International, because it's it's a global outworking of this. So this apostolic prophetic team are people that we invite in to come and speak life into our church. And we've seen some of the team guys come through. Shanae's parents, they're on the apostolic team. Shanae and I were part of the training. So we are not on the apostolic team. But we went and we were part of the training. Which opened us up to this international team meeting. Where guys who are part of the apostolic team come together. And they—and—and and there's a unity. And there's an outworking. And we'll see some of these guys ministering at the equip this week. And, and there's a, an accountability that we have. So... For me, if, if I start going horribly wayward in my doctrine, call in the guys who we partner with. Because there's a partnership in the gospel, and these are guys that commit to So Dave and Chantal Barnard, who are down the road here, they're on the apostolic team. Kurtz and Shannon, who have just taken over Encounter Church, they're on the apostolic team. Marcus and Adele from Cornerstone, who, who um, we uh, obviously planted out of. Th- those are guys that if, if things start going pear-shaped, you guys look at us and say, Something's wrong with with Nick and Shawna's marriage, and 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 we are just not listening. We call in guys, and 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 they will come in, and they come to bring stability. Because the reality is, God plants lampstands, not people. So churches are not planted by people. Churches are planted by God through people, and that's the privilege that we have. So there's an accountability that we have to this team, and it's recognised. Ephesians 4 giftings so we look at people and we see a Hilton and and, and Reza come in and we recognize the prophetic gift over their lives and they come in here and they speak life and there's a release that comes because we've got people who are coming in and speaking prophetically over us and there's something special about an apostolic anointing that we see the outworking of and why do we call it apostolic prophetic apostolic is the going and the prophetic is the bringing vision and not that they are responsible to bring vision that is my role as the, the visionary elder in this church But they come to bring a perspective, to bring confirmation from an outside perspective. Who are people who are prayed up and invested, and they pray for us always. They pray and contend for us. Because they thank God for our partnership in the gospel with them. And what do we get access to? All of it. Heard Tyron say, he says, if you partner with NCMI, you get access to all of us. Your kids one day want to go and move into a different country people will host them, people will look after them, people will invite them into their homes, people will look after them. We met with a couple, um, well Vanessa's not here but Jodie's here and his daughter Chloe. Um, When Shanae was 19 and in America she babysat Jodie and Vanessa's kids and Chloe was one of the the girls that that was part of their family. Um, She was invited into their home And she was looked after, part of Restoration. Well, they planted Restoration LA. I can't remember the name of the church that she was in there, but subsequently they planted out and planted Restoration LA. Their son is involved with a a, a lady in a church called Anthem in Chicago. It's amazing. So they also partnering churches. They go and does an internship, and, and there's stuff happening. Their other son's off to Australia, invited into Paul Collinson's church in Australia. Welcome in. We have access to a global inheritance through this partnership of the gospel. I know now, if we wanting to go over to any country, we can go and stay there in people's homes, and they'll look after us. Purely because of the affiliation that we have, because partnership is an open-handedness. I mean, I was saying to Marcus last night, I was chatting to him over text message, and I said to him, I cannot express the value that we've received from being in partnership with this team. We come here and people say, what do you need? How can we help you? We get to go to the Connect Time once a month in terms of Durban. And, and the guys come and give input into our lives. We have the NT Connect Time, which is a, a smaller group of guys just around here. City Hill, Belito, Encounter Church, Destiny Life, Riversong Song in Mandini. And we get to lift each other's arms up. And we get to encourage and pray over each other. It's a privilege for us to partner with, with this, this thing. But, but we ourselves are an autonomous church. So we're not an NCMI church. We're an NCMI partnering church. So we remain autonomous, yet we are interdependent. And that interdependence comes with an expectation for us to to hold on to those relationships tightly. And that is why we will go and spend a week in Joburg. That is why I get to have the privilege of going into Kenya in, in three weeks' time, is because of this partnership in the gospel. And what is it that's being taught going back and looking at the book of Acts, going back and looking at Scripture and trying our best to, to relay what we see in Scripture and let that be the outworking. And that is where NCMI was birthed out of. A group of people who kept looking at the book of Acts and seeing how Acts worked out and said, I want to see what we're seeing in the book of Acts. They get together and all of a sudden there's this team of people who are getting invited into churches to go and bring perspective, go bring insight. And, and we have the privilege of, of partnering with NCMI. Um, Some of the things that have just stood out for me over this week, and I want to make three points, and the thing I love about Tyron and his ministry is Tyron has one message and one message only, and that is Jesus. He still hops on on the Jesus thing. Jesus is still the forefront on, on his lips, and the one point that was made, is Jesus fundamental or is Jesus ornamental in our lives? Shonae and I were looking at this and we were chatting through a little bit of this as we were driving home yesterday. Uh, And what I realized that if Jesus is not fundamental, then Mm -hmm. other things become fundamental. And you cannot have something being fundamental and Jesus being fundamental. Because the moment there's Jesus and, it takes the place of Him. So where do we see this? In Colossians 1 from verse 15 to 20. The heading is the preeminence of Christ. It says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and un- in invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. We've been created through him and we've been created for him. This church has been planted through him and this church has been planted for him. It says, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the foundation of what we do. It says, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that is in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So we don't make Jesus the most important thing. The Father made Jesus the most important thing. He's the one that presented Jesus in that. It says, God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So he is the foundation of what we believe. Too often we accept Jesus as Savior, but we let God Jesus as Lord. He needs to be Lord of our lives. And what we see is through Jesus, the Father and the Holy Spirit are also revealed. John 14, verse 6 to 11. This is a, a passage of scripture that, that I shared the other day that Emmanuel, when he was away, had sent to us. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, being Jesus, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. or else believe on accounts of the works themselves. Shanae was talking about earlier, the artworking of these things, the testimonies that we get to share, the incredible stories that stir us. But it's not us, it's Jesus. And in it, it brings glory to Him because it points people's eyes to Him. John 20 verse 21 to 22, Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. The word breathe, pneuma, same word for spirit, same word for wind. He breathed on them. Who did he breathe? Who did he breathe? He breathed himself into them and he said, receive my spirit. Through Jesus, he reveals the Father and the Holy Spirit. Tyron was sharing a little testimony of one day how he felt God say to him, if I can trust you with the revelation of my son, I can trust you with all things. So my second point is if we can be trusted with the revelation of Jesus, we can be trusted with everything else. John 16 verse 15 to 19, he said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Sina Bojana, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, which means little stone, and on this rock, the revelation of my name, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Not the keys for the kingdom, the keys of the heaven. When we get the revelation of Jesus, when we fully understand that he entrusts the keys of heaven into our hands. It's upon this revelation that he will build his church. Not on on a man, Anything built on a man is fickle and will fail. But on the revelation of Jesus, he is the foundation of our faith. And upon him, this is built. And with that revelation, he entrusts to us the keys of the kingdom. If he can trust us with his revelation, hasn't been revealed to you by flesh and blood, but this has been revealed to you by my Father. That is our heart's cry when people come in here. We want them to experience the revelation of Jesus. I want to end off with this one here. Number three, if Jesus is fundamental and we have been entrusted with his revelation, disciples will follow him and not us. In John 1, verse 35 to 37, it says, The next day, again, John was standing with his two disciples. So the two disciples were the disciples of John. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. What an incredible outworking of ministry that they displayed. John displayed who Jesus was. And the disciples, his disciples, left John and followed Jesus. And you know what the beautiful thing about it is? John would celebrate that. He wasn't like, Where are you going? You're my disciples. Don't you know that I need disciples to come in and... No, no, no. That was the fulfillment of his ministry. He was being... Just this, this understanding of discipleship was manifesting in such an incredible way in the outworking of that scripture. So our heart is as we know Jesus and as we make him known, people will follow Jesus and not us. Making true disciples. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Why? So that you can follow the example of Christ and you can go and walk in his presence. Tyron shared an analogy of, he has a holly and a friend of his came to go ride with him and they had to hire another holly. So they were going for this trip and they're riding this this holly and they got to the other side and he said to this this friend of his, would you like to take my holly my for a ride? I said, yeah, sure. So he rode Tyron's Harley back, and Tyron rode this rented Harley. He said it was quite weird because he knew that the Harley did not belong to him. So he rode it back, but in the back of his mind, the whole time, he realized that this wasn't his and he had to hand it back. He had to go and give it back to its rightful owner. And he says, So is it with us and the bride of Christ? The bride does never belongs to us. The bride always belongs to Jesus. And our responsibility is when our time comes, we give back the bride. And, and the expectation is she's in a better state than she was when we received her. Not ours. The church is not ours. This lampstand is not ours. We are responsible and we have a responsibility to partner with God as we partner with people and we walk this road. But the goal is... When our time is and each one of us, the reality is we work towards transition. We hand over, we entrust to others. I don't know how long each one of us will be here, how long our tenure is, but the reality is the kingdom is split up into seasons. And sometimes the seasons are short, sometimes the seasons are long, but they do come to an end. And, and we're going to be a people who work towards the handing over to those who are to come spiritual children coming through. The next generation that we entrust the, the the leadership and the responsibility of these things to. And I trust that when we hand over, we hand over something that is better because God is in this and He's doing what He's doing. So I'm going to end off there and we're going to go into a time of worship and while we worship we're going to lift up these two churches. I've got a prayer point so I've, I've, uh, I've chatted to both Chris and Johan. Um, we're going to chat to their, um, uh, I'll, I'll give you the names of their families. Let's pray over them by name. Let's lift up the well and equip church. Let's speak life over them. And let's trust that they will be blessed because of these prayers. I want to end off with, with one last, um, just a prophecy that came through from one of the guys who's a recognized prophetic gifting in NCMI, gentleman by the name of Ken Grenfell. And in 2019, he had a dream. And the dream was he arrived at an NCMI prayer meeting in a vehicle, and there was a bunch of people. He dropped them off, and he went and parked the car. He realized that his Bible was in the car. He turned around, went back, and the vehicle was gone. And there, his notes were in the vehicle as well, but there, lying in the gutter, was his Bible. But the vehicle was gone. And He said, I feel that the vehicle represented the church, but we were at a prayer meeting. And all that was left was prayer and the word. And I feel there's a season, I don't know what that means, that the vehicle of the church is going to be removed. And it was 2019, the end of 2019, 2020, we hit COVID. And what did we see? We saw the vehicle of the church being suppressed. Couldn't meet, gatherings were... What are we left with? The Word and with prayer. He says, even my notes were gone. Even the notes. We've got to get back to the Word. We've got to get back to prayer. And I think there's something of us. We've got to be a people who pray. We've got to be a people who are in the Word, who understand the Word, who want to work out the outworking of the Word. And I want to say, if you see something that we do, that when you look at the Word and it doesn't align, I want you to come with Scripture and say, guys, I see this, you doing that, why? Tyron made the statement that he's been challenged because he says, if you want to be on our team and if you want to be on eldership, you should have a passport. He says, where do you see that in scripture? He says, Acts 1 8, going to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. How do we get there unless we've got a passport? So if we're going to be a people who work biblically, work with a passport. Now, is it, is, it's not unbiblical, it's biblical? So the the passport's not specifically referenced, but we know what the vision is, so therefore we've got to do this to align with the vision. And we know that God's... I love some of these one-liners. God's vision always precedes His provision. That's why we've got to step out in faith and the provision comes afterwards. We see testimony of this time and time again. Um, We don't lay down our vision for the vision of this church. What we do is we lay down our vision for God's vision. Don't ask God to bless what we're doing, but ask God, what are you blessing, so we can be involved with what you do. We want Him to come and bless our plans. We want to align our plans with the things of God. So we lay down our vision for His vision. Lord Jesus, I just pray, Father, for us, Lord, that you will continue to stir our hearts. Jesus, I pray that if we ever make you ornamental, you will reveal that truth and bring a supernatural conviction Holy Spirit upon us our hearts desire is that you are fundamental in all things I pray that over each one of us I pray for our revelation of you that we will have such a biblically astute understanding of you King that we can be trusted with that revelation and as a byproduct That we can be entrusted with the keys of the kingdom. And Lord, I pray that we will never, ever, ever make disciples of ourselves. But that we will always make disciples. That when we declare your name, they cannot help but go and follow you, King. I pray that you bless this church. I pray that you bless this area. This lampstand that you've placed in this strategic region for you, King. I pray that it will never be hidden under a table, but will always be seen as a city on a hill. That those who are in darkness are drawn to its light. And that they will come here and find you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen.